Thank you for checking out the Mercy Hill Church Sermon Podcast. If you would like to know more about Mercy Hill, you can visit us on the web at mercyhill.cc. So we're really excited to share this morning. Um, I think uh, if you haven't heard this phrase before, maybe you've heard at Mercy Hill someone say that when one of us goes, all of us go. So if one of us goes on a missions trip or overseas or as a part of God's work in other parts of the world, that we actually all go together. And so this is a great opportunity for us to um, be a part of how we all sent Ryan, um, the things that Ryan learned he wants to bring back um, and share with us. And so I know many of us were praying and maybe supported the, the, the work. And so this is a great opportunity for us this morning. So what, I, what we're going to do is this is kind of, um, you know, kind of informal. We're going to talk a little bit like an interview um, about his trip this past year. Uh, we'll, we'll do that for two-thirds of the time, then I'll, I'll wrap this up for a few minutes at the end. Um, so so that's where we're going. So you ready, Ryan? I'm Ryan. All right, fantastic. Um, good. So why, why don't we start off, why, Ryan, why don't you just tell us a little bit about the world race? Like, what was the purpose of the trip? You know, what, Kind of an overview. What, what countries did you visit? Just kind of get us acclimated to what it was. Yeah, so... Actually, right before I went on the trip, I was looking into, like, just mission organizations, and I'm like, man, I need to find, like, something, because I really want to do it after high school, and I didn't want to go to college right away. So just something that continually showed up was the world race, and I was like, what, what is the world race? And um, so I looked into it more and more, and I was like, this sounds incredible, but there was a huge amount of money that you had to raise before the trip, and I was like, there's no way that I can, unless the Lord provides, like, there's no way. And uh, so it was just co- this cool journey, just starting from fundraising, and just you guys have been just incredible in supporting me here, and I just appreciate you guys so much through that. And uh, so the World Race is, I did a gap year, which is three mo- or three countries in nine months, actually. Uh, we went to India, Zambia, and then Ecuador. So... Um, so yeah, what happened was, so the first month when you go there, uh, you have all these things in your mind of like, what's the world race, you know, like, we're all going to be standing on mountaintops, like, hiking through crazy things, you know, and just what it turned out to be was just like, we, just every single day for, you did it five days out of the week, you were going to ministry and having like meals with your ministry hosts and then going and seeing the sites that they have in the beginning. And then it just turned into where we would, we could range from us doing physical labor the first month. That was our main thing that we did actually was we just got to work through uh, building a community center. And then after that, going into months two and three, we, we got the news that we were going down to the Amazon rainforest. And I was like, Oh, okay. Um, and so that was actually an incredible trip, though, because we got the uh, ability to go into just tribes and villages and go in and share the word to those people all down there. And another ministry we worked down there with was uh, through prostitution and reaching the prostitutes on the street late at night. And then they also had a orphanage down there for special needs kids and it was just a really cool thing because my parents both worked at a special needs school and I was used to that. So it was like this comfort of like, hey, like I know how to act around these people and how I can minister and just love on those people. 
Um, so, I mean, that was Ecuador with the ministries and then transitioning into India. A lot of what we did in India were was uh, we were working in schools. We were teaching the kids English uh, and then some of their other subjects that they have. Um, and then we would also be going to a lot of the churches there uh, around the area that we would run VBS programs. And that turned out to be a lot of what we did in India between those two things. It was just this busy busyness of teaching the kids and then doing VBS programs. And we also got to share at churches, and that was really cool, just being able to just have sermons that each of our teammates were able to have and just impact people in India as well. Um, and then going into Zambia, we we did a lot of VBS programs. There are so many kids all around there, and they just they loved the VBS programs that we were able to put on. And we also did a lot of physical labor there. And we got to go into the bush and get to see a bunch of villages within there, which was just an incredible experience to just uh, just have and reach the people there and impact uh, pastors there that in the bush that their their only like knowledge of like the ability to be a pastor is that they can read a bible so which is just crazy though to think about is just like they can read a bible so that qualifies them as a pastor so it's really cool just for us to be able to just pour into them so that they can pour back into their villages all around them and yeah, and then I came yeah. back to America. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How was that for a summary? I thought that was a great summary, right? So yeah. nine months, three countries, in about three minutes. Well done. <laughs> That's good. Well, and, and you know what's so hard is we, we, we sat down a few days ago and had a, had a chat over um, a couple hours, and there are so, so many amazing stories of what God has, has done. And so I hope you guys can get, get just a glimmer of, of some of the things. And maybe you'll want to hang out with Ryan some other time and he can tell a lot of other stories too, um, and it, it, there's a few more stories coming. But yeah, I just I just encourage you guys to pay attention to, you know, what else what else do you want to hear uh, later, and uh, and also just what is the Lord speaking to us through Ryan's story. Um, so so three three months, uh, three three countries. By the way, I love how you said that you, you didn't know you're going to the Amazon until you got on Ecuador. So yeah. that's missions for you, right? You just <laughs> oh, by the way, here's something new. Um, so that's that's exciting. Um, but get, you know, give us a, a maybe zoom in. That was a big picture. So zoom in a little bit for us. Um, give us a picture of what a day looked like for you. Uh, maybe choose one of your more intense days or more extraordinary days. Um, just kind of what was it like for you, like morning to tonight? Hmm. Um, so I'm going to go back to Ecuador, which was when we were in the Amazon. Um, it was one of the coolest experiences. Our ministry host, the night before we left, he was like, Hey, so I need three guys to go down into Peru, actually, and we need to go visit this one village that's down there and uh, just check in on them because they, they, the ministry hosts have only been there one time before the time that we went down there, and they had two or three believers that uh, were down in that village before. Um, so finding that out, the next morning we get on this little old canoe thing that has a little motor on the end that literally if you lean this way this thing's gonna like collapse it was the worst it was just not built well and so you actually had a two and a half hour uh, boat ride down to Peru and once we got into the village it was just it was really cool though and once we walked into it 
you just see this ghost town and you're like, where is everybody? And finally we found the pastor that was there and then we started seeing people that were coming out of houses finally. And it was just this really cool timing where you the kids would just come around and it would just be one, one of those uh, things that you would just be like, hey, let's start a VBS program, you know? And we got to just play soccer with the kids as well. And just being able to go house to house and just talk with people and share the love of Jesus to people was just an incredible experience because a lot of those people in the village still were not Christian, even though there were a few Christians there. Um, just knowing that us going there and loving on those people and being able to just play with the kids and teach them little Bible stories, you know. Um, it was just one of the coolest experiences because that's kind of where I found a huge love for, like, kids' ministry. And I'd get, I did kids' ministry here before, but it intensified it even more, just, like, the heart for just kids in general, you know, and how important it is for them as a young age just to grow up in an environment that is just glorifying the Lord, you know. Um, so just finding that and just seeing the beauty and the, the people all around me. And we got to go to this one house that they were serving this one stew that you just didn't know what was in it. Um, and it was just a really cool experience to talk with the family, though, because this one family had... Uh, their one brother was actually killed by another tribe that when he was going down fishing to another tribe further down the river. And um, we got to share just Jesus with them. And they, they said they, they knew of Jesus, but they don't really believe in it, you know. And so it was really cool just after two hours of just sitting down and talking with them down there that they you just you just felt that they were more comfortable with you and when we were praying over them the guy was just he just felt different afterwards he was like he's like i feel different and he's like i really want to believe in the in jesus and become an actual believer um so we actually got to he accepted christ that that day actually which was just incredible and um i i was just messaging my ministry host to I think a month or two ago, and she she was just saying that uh, that village down in Peru that we visited, they're now going further down the river to tribes that have not been um, just reached to yet for the gospel, and now they're starting to go down there and share the good news that they have experienced, and so it's just cool how like we're able to pour into those people, but it doesn't just end there, it can continually go and go and go, you know? Amen. Yeah. Amen. I think that's a, that's a fun story of just how um, your initiative and you're showing the love to this one guy just keeps keeps the keeps the, the movement of disciple making moving um, literally down the river, you know, in this yeah. in this in this season. Um, amen. Let's let's think about um, you know in our conversation, you know, you had some some amazing stories, and you'll, you'll share a few more of those. But you also talked about just just some of the mundane days. You know, some some days you just kind of felt like you know, I'm halfway around the world, and, you know, what are we doing? You know, just, just you were really honest about that. Why don't you show us just, like, a, a, a day that was a little bit more, you know, just regular, like, like less than glamorous. What was that like for you? So that was, again, Ecuador I'm going to go back to. Um, the first month, like I said, right when we landed, the next day, 
you go into ministry and they bring you to this one community center that they're like laying concrete for and building this building and you're just for hours upon hours you're all day long in the hot sun that you're just you're just getting fried and for a whole entire month you're doing that and you're like what did I what is this you know like I was expecting to be seeing like these crazy things you know like while you're overseas and you're like you hear you hear all these stories but the Lord just like humbled me and just saying like this is still an incredible ministry that you have right here. The things that you do, the little things that you're helping with, like this community center can affect thousands of people in the future just because they're going to be having Christian camps and BBS programs and conferences there. And it's the center of the town. And we're the people that are just doing this, the, the behind-the-scenes work, you know, like that nobody else sees in the moment. But that's just as important as the people that are experiencing that firsthand, you know, and how us planting, in a, in a way, planting a seed, you know, through that by working, um, by working, just doing those physical labor hard things, the people in the future get to see, like, the harvest of that, you know, and just, just, like, seeing that firsthand and, like, experiencing that in the Lord, like, teaching me through that in the first month was just, it was a very humbling experience, you know. So yeah, that, that's good. That's good. And so, so often I think we expect God to do, you know, big things in our lives, but sometimes it's the small things that lead to big things. And so yeah. I think I, I like that story. I, and I wanted you to share that because I think sometimes with mis- missions or ministry, people think, you know, all big things. Or, or that's what's most important all the time. You know, these big things. And, and, and Ryan saw some pretty cool things and, and you know, he'll share a little bit about that too. But um, I think there's a sense that uh, God works in lots of different ways, and he does that overseas, and he does that here too, right? He does miraculous, amazing things, but sometimes it's the everyday, the mundane things where we actually see the Lord working in specific ways too. Um, well, you, you, you did have a few other stories I think you wanted to share too, yeah. um, and I think it's good, it's good to give glory to God for those big things that do happen. So um, you want to share a few other stories of what God did uh, that were just kind of amazing? Yeah. So I'm going to share two stories that were just ones that impacted me a lot, which was one was in Ecuador and one was in India. So the one in Ecuador was, I don't know if you guys, some of you may have heard because my parents were probably um, telling telling you guys. Yeah, thank you. Um, we're probably just letting you guys know that I had heart issues during a certain time of the race. And... I was struggling with just like this pain in my heart and I was like, what's going on, you know? So I was in the Amazon at that time. Um, So I had to take a trip up to Quito, which is the uh, capital in Ecuador. And one of the nights after I had these doctor's appointments that I was always in all day, um, we were at this coffee shop and just sitting in there with a bunch of the other uh, teammates of mine. And one of my teammates was like, hey, like, I feel like we need to go pray for that person over there on the street. And we were all like, yeah, let's do it. And so there's this, na- this la- lady named Camille. Um, she's 57 years old. And so it was just so cool. We got to pray for her. She She's in a wheelchair. Um, she was paralyzed from the waist down, never walked in her life ever. Um, and we're just like, hey, like, do you mind if we pray for you? And she was totally open with it. She she was just smiley. She was she was always smiling when we were talking to her. 
Um, and so we, we prayed for her the first time, and she's never even twinkled her toes in her life at all. And she just started twinkling her toes just a little bit, and we're like, no way, you know? We're like, amen, you know? And so we're like, can we pray just one more time? And she was, again, open for sure. And so we prayed for her, and she stood up, and she started taking steps and walking, which was the first time in her whole entire life she's ever walked since birth. And it was just one of those cool things of just by saying yes to, like the Lord put it in one of my teammates' hearts to say, like, hey, go pray for that person. And it led into something like that. And the crazy thing also, it wasn't just that, like the healing, like that wasn't just it. It was, she's always on that street corner every single day selling her candies or whatever it is. And the people all around know that lady really well because they see her every day and they know that she doesn't walk. So just this, this crowd started to gather around us and just was mind blown by what something that just happened you know so it's not just like when those kind of things happen it just affects that person it does totally affect all the people around um around you too and they see that it it's something real and it's something that they're like what is that you know um so that was just one of the one crazy story and the next day we we uh we brought a framed picture for her because she wanted a picture of her walking of course um and so we were actually just sitting with her talking at the uh, coffee place again. And these people were asking uh, if we could help teach an English class. That They were over on the other side of the coffee shop. And we were like, yeah, of course. Um, so Camille came with us. And we were, we were all just sitting around the table. And they needed to practice their English. So we were talking in English and just sharing the Lord with them. And it just led into this... Uh, conversations are just letting her like letting them know like this lady actually like just got healed yesterday and one of them was like yeah i know that lady actually but she doesn't walk and um they were like there's no way that lady walks anymore like she's she's never walked in her life and so camille was just so blown away that they didn't believe uh, that she got healed so she just stood up and just started walking and then you just saw just like jaws drop, you know, and just, it was one of, again, one of those cool moments of people recognize that person, and now they're different, and it's one of those things that, like, why are they different, and it's one of those cool things that, like, actually, one of the leaders of the group was an atheist, and just one, he was so just curious on, like, what just happened, and we, it just gave that opportunity for us to, again, just share the gospel, and possibly just plant a seed in their life, you know, and see where that goes. That's, that, and, that's amazing, right? I mean, that's, that's God's hands and movement in so many different ways. Yeah. Um, and, and something that struck me when he shared that story was, I mean, maybe I got this wrong, but you were there in that place because you were sick. Yeah, exactly. So, so God used his sickness to bring them to this one place, and then he, he did something completely different, right? I mean, how many times does God use something that we think is not you know, the way it's supposed to be, and then it gets turned around by the Lord for something really good. So I, I think that's, that's, that's how God works, isn't it? You know, yeah. that's, that's, that's an amazing, amazing thing. And then just, yeah. the, just the, the faithfulness of your team to just say, hey, I think the Lord is saying we should pray for this person. 
you know, that's an awkward threshold to go over sometimes. You, know, you have the sense, oh, I should do something. I should pray for somebody. Well, they, they did it, and that's, the, that's what the Lord used. Yeah. And then the, the Indian story, um, we, so we did one day out of the whole entire time we were in India, uh, street evangelism, because as you guys know, like India is a closed country, and you, a lot of bad things can happen if they find out that you're uh, just trying to spread Christianity. Um, so we did one day out of the whole entire three months we were there. And the one day that we were doing it, we, did, we met this Hindu woman. Uh, we went to her house, and we were just talking with her and her family, and they had just a lot of issues within the family, a lot of broken things. And she was also saying that her arm was has been hurting her for 15 years, and she's always had trouble with it that she just can't get her, she can't hold heavy things at all, you know, and just do the things that she wants to. Um, so we were like, we asked if we could pray for her again. And I just felt like the Lord saying like that she was going to get healed that day. And so we prayed for her and right after we got done praying, she just goes, she just kept on going, kept on going like that. And she was just so in disbelief of like what just happened. And some people that like you pray for and they get healed, they're like, oh yeah, like that's normal, you know, like, and then they just walk off and you're like, do you not know what just happened to you, you know? Um, and this lady though, just for me was just speaking so much of just feeling the love of the Lord through that healing. This lady who's a Hindu that doesn't even believe in her God, she just starts crying and crying and crying because she just felt you could just see it in her eyes that she felt a love that she's never felt before and something that she's never experienced before. So we were able to give her a Bible in her language. And it was just one of the coolest things for me, though, is like, yes, again, it was a healing and it was incredible for sure. But for me personally, just seeing a lady that like was just so touched by the spirit was just it, it hit me so hard and I was just came back to like the house just like wanting to cry because it was just such a beautiful moment, you know, just seeing that they experienced something that I've experienced like years ago in my life accepting Christ and now for her to experience that hands-on is just one of the coolest moments, so. Yeah, amen, amen. Yeah, it's, it's, it's good for us to hear what God does um, in our, all of our lives, but it's, it's, it builds our faith to hear that God still does pretty amazing things throughout the world. We don't always see it, um, but we but we believe that he does those things. And he can, he can still, and he does still. And so I think it's, it's really building our faith to hear this story. Um, you know, you go you go across the world, you, you have days that are, like, amazing. You have days that are mundane. You know, all kinds of things that God is doing. Um, but one thing I heard from your story is just how much God taught you. You know, in some ways, that's a miracle itself too, just how, how God actually moves our own hearts and changes us. And so what, what do you feel like God was teaching you and how do you feel um, that, that changes what you do now? Yeah, so in Ecuador through the, that time period actually, a lot of what the Lord was teaching me through that time was like the forgiveness of my past and just things that have always happened in my past that I continually like go back to him like, 
Like, how could you do that, Ryan? You know, like, you continually go back to those things and go back and go back. But during that time, the Lord was just like, lay it all down. That's in the past. Like, even two seconds from right now, like, that's in the past. And, like, the Lord's covered that for you, you know? And you don't need to hold that against you because He's not holding it against you. And that was just a huge learning process for me within the Ecuador months of just knowing that, like, I am just so loved by the Father and that the things that I did in my past, like, they don't have any hold over my life anymore. And transitioning to India, where there is no Wi-Fi, there's there's just nothing out there. And it, we were in rural India with no, like, big cities either, so... I was just sitting there for hours upon hours on this one rooftop, I just remember, looking over a rice field, and I'm like, hmm, there is just so much time right here, and there's just time stands still, nothing nothing happens, you know? And during that time period, though, the Lord just spoke to me the most about just with intimacy with Him, you know? And that was a time period of... I didn't. I wasn't able to go on my phone and get distracted. I, I literally just sat there and was able to talk with the Lord for hours upon hours, and He just spoke to me like the importance of getting in the Word. And again, like I've I've always been back here, and I'm like, yeah, like get in the Word, you know. And that's just one of those things you got to do. But I don't look at it as a task anymore. I look at it as more just like. I need that, and I've experienced it where now I know um, if I'm not in the Word for two days, like, I'm completely affected from, from that, like, I'm changed compared to when I get in the Word, like, everything that day, like, flows through, like, what the Lord's, like, doing in my life and what He's speaking to me during that time, you know, and for me to experience, experience that hand-on in India, like, it just changed even more my walk with the Lord of just like, not at all looking at it as like this task of like, oh, I need to get in the Word, yeah. But like, just saying like, I need to get in the Word because like, I noticed that there's something different and that I need to walk with the Lord uh, day by day, you know, through that. And it's not just by reading the Word, but just spending time with Him, praying with Him, like whatever it is, you know, like, whatever you the way that you spend the time with the lord like if that's walking in nature or whatever i don't know what it is but just having that little time even if it's for 10 minutes whatever it is that you have for day like we can always give up a little part of our day even if it's the craziest day in the world you still have a few minutes that you you can still lay down time for the lord you know and um just in india that's what i learned a lot was just intimacy with the Lord and just diving into the Word with Him. Um, and in Zambia, it was all about just, again, with intimacy and then he, just with building relationships with people. And during that time period, like, the Lord just showed me that building relationships with all the people around you, even if it's like, I built so many relationships with the baristas at the coffee shop because I love coffee. And... It was just cool that the Lord said, through relationships that with people that aren't Christians, they're able to tell just how different you are from other people, um, and how like Christians, there's like a difference for sure between Christians and non-Christians. Like people will see it, and 
then it's, they start to ask questions and they're like, I really want that, you know, like I want what that person has, like that happiness or whatever it is. And the Lord just spoke to me during that time of just like building relationship, relationships with people is just a huge part of advancing the gospel through things. So it's, it's, also, it's different parts of like, yes, like if you have like a little moment to meet that person and like share the gospel, like do it. But if you have a person that you see every single day, like building a relationship and continually pouring into him and giving him this good influence that he can come to and like notice that something's different, like it just speaks so much life into that person's life, you know, and that he has somewhere that he can go to when he's in times of trouble, you know. So yeah, that's good. That that's really really good. And you know, I think. Um, there was one, one, one story. We, we were talking about the things that God had shown you and um, just how you were bringing that back to the United States. And just even we were talking about some of the struggle of seeing God do some of these amazing things and then coming back to the U.S. You know, there's a little bit of a tension there. Um, and you shared a little bit about this, uh, the lady in Starbucks. It kind of goes along with what you were just saying. Why don't you tell us a little bit about, you know, just kind of that quick little interaction you had and what God showed you there. Yeah, so the first day I landed in uh, America, it was in D.C., and uh, <laughs> yeah, so I, the first thing I was like, I need to get some Starbucks coffee, because I haven't had it for like six months, <laughs> so um, <laughs> so I was like, yes, and it was this long line, and finally I get up to the counter, and the lady before me is uh, starting to argue with the, the cashier, and I'm like, what's going on, you know, and so I start listening in, and the lady is yelling at the cashier because her accent is too strong and she can't understand her. So it's this lady literally screaming at this cashier because her accent is too strong. And I'm just like, yeah, okay, I'm going to take another plane. <laughs> no, just kidding. But it's just one of those things where it's just like, you're coming back into America. And for me, it's like, you can look at it as I'm coming back into all these comfort zones and that I can just, I did my little nine-month mission trip, you know. I can go back to doing whatever I was doing back here at home, you know. And just the importance of, like, knowing that all around you is a mission field and, like, what you do or what you do and, like, how you show love to people around you, like, it affects them, you know. So, like... The next thing I did after that lady walked walked to the side after she gave her order or whatever, I just like let that cashier know. I was like, I was like, hey, like you're an incredible person and God loves you so much and like it's okay. Like you, you like don't listen to people that are bringing you down like that. You know, like letting just like a little conversation like that. Just letting know, letting people know that they are still loved and that like don't let those words affect you. You know. That's good. That's good. And what strikes me a bit is that, you know, that's as much being led by the Holy Spirit as outside the coffee shop in Ecuador where someone got healed. One's a physical healing, but you don't know the kind of emotional healing or the other kind of just what God is doing in that, in that lady's in Starbucks life, right? I mean, so both of those things took someone to say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, follow a prompting from the Spirit and I'm going to step over a, a threshold of un uncomfortability and walk across that and see what God does. Whether that's a big thing like a physical healing or something simple in some Starbucks. Um, 
Ryan, thank you so much. It's been yeah. it's been really uh, a fun week to get to know what happened, and um, I think we all have been blessed by hearing your story. Can we give Ryan a clap for? Yeah, thank you. Oh, you know what? Too, we'll come back up. Right. Let's just let's let's pray for Ryan real quick together as a church. Um, thank you, Father, for um, the ways that you move around the world. Thank you that Ryan got to be a part of how you move around the world. And he has been able to bring some of that back to us. Um, and so we, we pray, God, that um, you continue to work these things in Ryan's heart that you taught him, um, that you would continue to move in his heart, that you would lead him and guide him for the next steps in his life. And the things that you did on this trip um, would be sealed up in his heart um, and that he would be uh, walking out of those things. And uh, we, we pray those things, and we, we pray that we as a church will continue to love your mission across the world. Thank you um, for the heart that we have here at Mercy Hill for your world that, that you gave us. That didn't come from us. And we, we bless you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. I, I just want to take a few minutes, um, short, short few minutes. I'm actually not going to go through all these pages here. Um, um, uh, just a few minutes, uh, because I think sometimes... When we hear the extraordinary stories of missions trips, um, the, 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 the immediate reaction is, um, oh, that, that was really cool what God did there, but I don't know how it's, it can play out here in my own life. I mean, does, that, does that happen to anybody else? You're just like, where, where is God showing up in my own life? And so I, I just want to just make a few brief observations um, as we're finishing up today, because I think, um, I think there's some some helpful things and encouragements for us. And I just I just want to read two scriptures briefly, um, and just make a, a quick, obser- quick observation. First is Colossians three, sixteen through seventeen, um, and it it says this: Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly, as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do. Whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. And let's, uh, let's read Matthew 7 as well. This is Matthew 7, 21 through 23. Uh, this is Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount. He says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, Did we not prophesy in your name, and in your name drive out demons, and in your name perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. And I think I I just want to highlight a few things for us as a congregation from Ryan's story. Um, And it's it's simply this, that um, we can fall into the mindset that says, that somehow there's this dichotomy between the, the amazing, glamorous thing that God does and the simple things of our daily lives. We can separate the natural and the supernatural. And we say supernatural is good, but natural is not good. Or we say physical is not good, and our, our version of spiritual is good. But I don't think that that is what God has for us. That's not Jesus' perspective and not what was taught in the New Testament. And just briefly, I think from these scriptures, we see that you can do miraculous things and not know Jesus, right? That's one of those scary verses in the scripture, <laughs> if, you, if you let that sink in, right? Or we can do the whatever we do's, right? The whatever we do's. 
I like to call them whatever we do, deeds, words, actions, and we do them all to the glory of God, right? So both those, both those things kind of trip up our minds a little bit because we get into the mindset that the supernatural is over here and the natural is over here. But that's not what we see in the Scripture. What we see in the Scripture is that God says, on the one side, we have spirit-directed life, and on the other side, we have human-directed life, right? And the human-directed life can have natural and supernatural in it, and the God-directed can have natural and supernatural in it. The question is, are we God-directed? Is, is Are we taking the, the time to be um, in prayer, in, in intimacy with Jesus Christ? And in that way, when we know Jesus, is that Matthew passage says, it's people that know Jesus. It's the people that have communion with him. That way, we can see the supernatural and the natural all be directed by the Holy Spirit. And, and that's what I think God is calling us to. So we, we can hear the amazing things that God has done through a missions trip and we say, well, that, that can't happen in my life, right? But yet, God calls us to know him and to see all of our life be God-directed, Holy Spirit-directed. I, I like to say instead of physical and spiritual, it's, it's fleshly and holy spiritual because, because what it's all about is being directed and led in, in, in God's presence, just in all that we do, the simple things, big things, small things, and so I, I think that there's a call here, too, as we're doing the prayer series. We keep saying over and over again that prayer is not about duty. It's not about, you know, doing this and that and doing this. And there, there's some skills that I think we, we need to learn for, for prayer and things that are helpful. But ultimately comes down to is walking in that intimacy with Christ, knowing his presence, knowing um, what he's up to in the moment, being heard by him and hearing him, Right. And then that way we can, we can not be the people that Jesus says, hey, away from me, I don't know you. But we can say, um, I know God and God knows me. And, and, and that flows because I am, um, by faith, I have received Jesus Christ and I walk with an intimacy with him. That comes out through prayer. It comes out through the things that we do. So I just, I wanted to leave that encouragement with us. I, I pray that we would become a church that, um, that, that sees a miracle, you know, miraculous things happen. Um, but also that we see miraculous in the mundane, that the Holy Spirit is, 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 is leading us in the, the, the big things and the small things together, and that's who we become as a church. So let me pray for that, and then we'll, we'll jump into communion together. God, um, thank you for your work in all the various ways that you do it. We bless your name. And uh, I just simply pray that we would become people of your Spirit, knowing you, um, intimate with you, so that all of life becomes under your direction. In Jesus' name. Amen.